welcome to Elegant Conversation with Jacqueline Valdez. I'm so excited. Follow me on Instagram, Elegant Jacqueline. Follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Elegant Conversation with Jacqueline Valdez. So we have our next guest here today. She is the burlesque queen, founder of Black and Jezebel Miss Monet Hassani. Oh my just don't mind the mess in the back. There we go. That's better. Yay! So you started off watching, you were watching a movie this morning early at 8 a.m. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> Woo! Better. Power going on. Oh! So I started off the day watching my movie Midsummer. Okay. Um, I watched the movie That's Better a lot. Uh, it's an odd movie to watch on a Tuesday at 8 a.m. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. Oh, it's quite, um, it is a breakup film uh, disguised as a folk horror film. Okay. It does have some disturbing imagery, but if you've ever been in a relationship with somebody who's gaslighted you, it's very cathartic. Oh. Um, I saw it nine times in theaters when it was released. Wow. And I just had my birthday as Midsummer themed, and okay. I created a profile for the movie on Facebook to be in a relationship with. I'm somewhat like obsessed with it, and some people are like, "That's disturbing because it's a disturbing film." But like, yeah, watch all the time. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. <laughs> so the Flower Crown is like a nod to, okay, the film. Okay, very cool, <laughs> very cool. So yeah, so you went from you do burlesque now. What style of burlesque would you say that you do? Um. I guess more what I, more my acts tend to veer towards nerdalesque. Okay. Uh, nerdalesque is a genre where you take something like pop culture or geekdom or fandom. Okay. And you make it into burlesque. So that's okay. what I do. Okay. Very cool. And then how, what is your whole process of uh, putting stuff together and then like coming up with music that you dance to and are there tips that you could give people to find music? That moves them, that um, inspires them. Tell us. So, my brain works in really weird, racked out ways that, like, people are like, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, there's a lot wrong with me. (laughs) So, for example, um, Titanic was, like, my favorite movie. Because, like, that movie is, like, known as, like, a romantic classic. Yeah, it's based on a lot of people died. But at the same time... The core of that movie is the love story between Rose and Jack. Yeah. Um, and that movie I saw six times in the theater when it was released, and I bought it on VHS yeah. and bought it on DVD, and I would joke that I spent, like, at least three months of my life watching that movie because it's, like, three hours and 20-something minutes. Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> and I went to the exhibit in Vegas. Like, it's my, was my, it's, I mean, I, like, and even when I change a channel and it's on and I have the DVD, if it's on with TV and commercials, I will still watch the stupid movie. (laughs) So, that's very moving and emotional to you. (laughs) My Titanic act, and I do an act to Crash and Me by Dave Matthews Band. Okay. For one, when I used to teach pole dancing class, I would dance to that song because if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's actually a really sexy song. But it's a song that most people don't even think to dance to. Yeah. And I was driving in my car one day listening to one of my mixed CDs that I used to play in my pole dancing class. Right. And I was like, yeah, I missed this song. And then I was like, oh, what if I was the Titanic? Nice. And then hit the iceberg. Wow. To this song. Right. 
So that's how that act was born. Ah, okay. So I am the Titanic. I hit the iceberg. When I hit the iceberg is when my clothes start coming off. Okay. <laughs> and like Barbie's like jump off my body and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like a comedic act because it's more paying homage to the film and not so much like the thing itself. Because like, okay. let's be honest, there were some shots in that movie that people like laughed at. Yeah, that's true. And there's some, a lot of things that people like joke at, like, you know, how like Rose could have made room for Jack on the door. Right. Right. And then one of my reveals is that I have Rose and Jack on the door on my crotch. So like <laughs> that's yeah. how that works. And for me, when I choose songs to dance to, it's more of songs that move me personally and tell the story okay. that I'm trying to tell on the act, okay. but not necessarily something that is popular. Right. Because nobody's like, like, oh, I should dance to Dave Matthews Band. Like, nobody's about that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so creative. And, and it's such a different, like, point of view that you come to with stuff. It's very Yeah, and, and my other act, like, um, my Circle of Life act where I'm Rafiki from Lion King. Okay. Which is my Disney film. I have two Simba tattoos. Okay. The oh. first thought of that act was like well what if i'm a zombie right that like presented a baby and ate a baby's brains oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then my brain was like what if i'm actually rafiki that when i presented baby simba i ate his brains oh, <laughs> oh my gosh and that's how that act was like okay. born wow and that act, I am proud to say that I, I've done in Alaska, I've done in like okay. Portland, I've done in St. Louis. Like oh. it's an act that one year I got accepted to 16 festivals and I think that act got accepted 13 out of the 16 festivals. Wow, that's exciting. Congrats. Yeah. So thank you. Like Lion King, yeah. when I even went to go see the movie. I saw that movie in the theater three yeah. times. And every time I went, I went in my Rafiki stage makeup because, like, yeah. I kind of had to. But, wow. like, that's another one's, like, the circle of life. You're like, who, who's dancing to the circle? I'm dancing to the circle of life. <laughs> Very cool. So do you, when you get dance in your burlesque, do you get fully naked or do you go to tassels or how far? Or I go to tassels. Um, okay. I never really do, like, I might do like a body, like a, a caged butt, like butt booty, but I don't usually do thongs. Okay. Um, the, if there is though a venue that will allow me to get totally nude, I will do totally nude. I have performed at an event called Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, which is the last Sunday in September's usually every year. Okay. Um, which is weird because San Francisco's summertime, it gets really hot in September as opposed to the rest of the time but right now when we're this weird fire heat season yeah and Folsom Street Fair basically is just like a nine block BDSM leather kink wow. party wow. where everybody's just able to do whatever they want wow. and you get naked and I've walked around naked yeah but the funny thing about Folsom Street Fair is that there's people who are tourists in San Francisco with their families they may not know what's happening oh so they're walking around and you literally full with like 
you know, uh, leashes are like chaps and people walking around. And that's the best thing about Folsom Street Fair is when you see like all these families who are like, let's go to San Francisco, but they don't know what's going on that weekend. So of course with COVID, everything is going virtual. And I believe this year, um, Margaret Cho is uh, emceeing some of the events for Folsom Street Fair this year. Okay. But like, it's the funniest (laughs) thing because one year I was wearing I had a parasol Uh and my friend, uh, she was like, yeah, uh, if you feel something drop on you, it's not the rain. And I was like, okay, "Okay." and I'm glad I have this parasol. And I just had on (laughs) sunglasses, a fanny pack and tennis shoes. And I'm like, I was going to walk around because I can like, so if I can get, if I can perform an event that lets me get nude, I am proud of it because I am a 270 pound now 42 year old black woman and there are not a lot of spaces where people who look like me um are naked yeah and i love being fabulously body wealthy and i have no problem showing my body at all and i'm only wearing a shirt now because i'm talking to you but literally i've been naked since march I only wear clothes to like leave the house, but I, this is the most consecutive nakedness that I've had in my lifetime because like, I don't wear clothes and I'm not wearing pants or anything right now. <laughs> I am <laughs> and do I don't count? care. <laughs> how do you yeah. get that confidence? How do you, how, how are you able to be so secure in your body and so secure and just being like, Hey, here I am. It's just kind of something that, kind of just happened and it's weird because I remember when I was younger I was a lot smaller and I was more insecure about my body when I was younger and smaller than as I got older and I remember when I go out clubbing with my friends I was like oh my god you're showing cleavage Wow! and now you're like hey what is so funny to think about now and then I remember finding my first like cleavage titty top at forever 21 (laughs) and then when i found that shirt i wore that shirt every time i went out clubbing and then it got to the point that at work i would get in trouble for showing too much cleavage (laughs) but then now the opposite has happened now since i do burlesque i don't show that much cleavage anymore interesting but like i'm still okay with like being naked all the time and my running joke since this has started is as far as people like I don't want to wear masks. I said, you know what? If I could go outside just wearing a mask and being completely naked, I would. But I can't. (laughs) So if I can't go outside naked, please put on a mask. (laughs) Suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Suck it up, buttercup. True. (laughs) And I feel like mask is the new makeup. Like I have a mask wardrobe. I have like Midsummer mask. I got Death Cab for Cutie mask. I got Smashing Pumpkins mask. I got New Kids on the Block mask. Crown Royal. Like I've got masks. I've got I've got Lion King mask. I got Star mask. Ursula. Like I've got mask of all my fandoms. Oh my gosh. Any uh, shows that are coming up or anything that's going to be coming up online that you're doing? I'm doing a virtual show for my friend um, Lana's ex- birthday extravaganza. Okay. Um, and 
I think that shows like the 17th. You have to follow my social at Disneyland, which rhyme with Disneyland, but not spelled the same. I caught that. Um, for that, um, I'm actually going to be recording the videos for her show this okay. weekend. Okay. Um, or this week and stuff like that. And so that's another thing that's changed during this time. Yeah. Um, I was just grateful because I was involved in VHOF. Uh, burlesque has this thing called the Burlesque Hall of Fame, which is like the Grammy, Super Bowl, Oscars of burlesque. They have every year in Vegas. But since they couldn't have it this year, they opened it up to a virtual thing. And they got like over a few hundred applications and only wow. accepted around 50 acts. And I was one of the acts that was chosen. Yay, um, Thank you. Uh, my act that was chosen is one of my political acts, uh, Strange Fruit, which is based on the Billie Holiday song, but I chose the Nina Simone version. And for those who are not familiar with it, okay. it is the song about the lynchings of black people and black bodies. Wow. And in this act, I actually do lynch myself at the end of it. Wow. Um, so with that, during the V-Hoff comp or I, uh, compilations, I've noticed that now burlesque performers are taking our art to a medium of making like music video quality. Okay. So a lot of the acts that were coming out, I was just like, oh, so this is what we're doing now. So Next level. we're competing with MC, well, what MCV used to show videos. So like the video editing that people are allowed to do, things that they were allowed to do before that yeah. they couldn't do on stage. Like you couldn't do glitter dumps on stage or you couldn't have these messes or things like that. Like people are now able to do that wow. because they're at home yeah um so that is open it up things that way and it's also open up like if you weren't able to perform in stages across the world yeah now virtually you can because that's a thing as well yeah. so some festivals that you know weren't able to continue but they still kept it going and open right. and now people from over the world are just submitting things so that's a way that the medium has changed in that regards for us and wow. Some of the videos, like, I was blown away, yeah. and my videographer, she was just like, this is pretty and I'm like, wow. Like, it's really creative what people are doing. Wow, wow. I love that. Like J-Rex said, breaking the mold. <laughs> Do your thing. Yeah, like, next we have level. to. It is, it is next level. If you see, like, some of these burlesque videos that people are doing, and I'm just like, wow. and I need to bust out because I... I am old school. I have DVDs. Like that yeah, has actually been my vice during this time. Yeah. I have been going on eBay and buying like yes. DVDs. Um, but I have the DVD video series of all the great nineties wow. and early two thousands video directors. Yeah. And I probably need to revisit to watch those to get inspiration because like Spike Jones, Mark Romanek, yeah. um, and now like all those people, like the stuff that they did, and especially for me, like, alternative music was like my inspiration yeah. but a lot of the visuals from the 90s and stuff was just so great they really and were. i feel a lot of that has been lost but now like burlesque re-inspired me oh. in that manner so i love that and i we'll love see. that you use your platform um to talk about political stuff because you also are a part of the founder of black arts matter and jezebel's army tell me about those really quick Okay, so with Black Arts Matter, I have found it that um, because I found for me, especially living in Sacramento, I've been the only Black burlesque performer for the most part in the 12 years I started burlesque. Okay. And I've experienced a lot of anti-Blackness and uh, racism, including having 
my information shared on Craigslist being docs and actually having eggs thrown at my face for speaking out against racism. Oh, wow. Um, so to me, I look at systemic racism as a sentence and our death is a period at the end of the sentence. So basically what we need to do is address everything that leads up to that where people see us as less than human that makes it easier for them to take our lives. Right. And a lot of that comes with every aspect of our lives from what is we have to deal with when it comes to medical care, yeah. from schooling, to housing, to even as arts. Because if you look at how arts and how a lot of Black culture is actually appropriated, but Black people aren't celebrated, are yeah. um, compensated the same for the arts that we create, yeah, so. it becomes kind of a problem. Yeah. So we have to um, do that. And so for me, I wanted to create a space in which we are celebrated. And also for a lot of times people want us for entertainment, but they don't want to see our pain. Yeah. So I wanted to create a space in which, especially for burlesque performers, we can have those acts that are a little bit more political, that give us something more to say, rather than you like wanting us just to dance for you or twerk for you. Like we have something to say and there's something beyond that. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. And Jezebel's army, um, because you know the black stereotype of the Jezebels kind of where that originated from, wow. and especially back in the day for black women, especially um, what people don't realize back in the slave days and trigger warning. Right. So black women, especially, let's talk about the hair and the hair covering just briefly. Slave women were forced to cover their hair because the slave owners' women thought that our hair was what was attracting their husbands to rape us. Wow. So that's why when we talk about hair coverings and why it's not just hair and stuff with it, that's a lot of that stuff goes back to that. We were were forced to cover our hair because of that, for that reason. And then also um, the whole stereotype of black women just being seen as just sexual beings right but not actually deserving of love and compassion wow and also this myth of the strong black woman which people tell me all the time yeah oh the stuff you've been through and you're strong you know what that's actually damaging to us because when you tell us we're strong you're telling us that we're not allowed the vulnerability that like white women or non-black women are afforded and when we cry our tears are seen as aggressive yeah and not seen as tears of pain yeah. are tears of vulnerability and it's crazy because I and so for me that so many black women lately is it's programmed as you're younger oh you're strong stay strong be strong yeah yeah and that's like the hugest problem that people don't seem to understand it's like you see this strong person but literally i cry every day yeah wow. and i'm very sensitive and you And people think that I'm aggressive because the stuff, like, they get this perception of me because of how I talk about things online. And I got to this point because when I realized when things started happening to me in my life, connected to my race and my gender, I wanted to be the voice that I didn't have for myself. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're using your platform to help others and for making other people aware. And I... And my tell people, and it's funny because like Titanic was my favorite film. Like, yeah, 
that's like a really like sad like lovey-dovey film yeah and then well midsummer i've been through some stuff so then that like explains that yeah transition like there but like then i listen to like death cab for cutie which is like the most mellowest sad like <laughs> melancholy emo music ever and i'm like i'm a sensitive person yeah like i cry at weddings but i cry at weddings on tv yeah i and cry okay. at love stories like <laughs> i cry at stuff like that like little things like like that's the type of person i am but people think yeah. because i speak out against stuff that everybody should speak be yeah, speaking out they again. should everyone should speak up and use their voice that i'm this bad yeah. awful person and i'm just oh. like i'm actually really not yeah i just want the world to be a better place it's and you good. should too it's huge yeah and you're doing so much i love that you're doing the burlesque i love that you're using your voice i love that you're you know being a great example and it's a huge inspiration to many people thank you yeah i i mean I I try to do the best I can, and, and to be quite frankly, this this time since that person has been squatting in the White House has been very difficult. Yeah. And what I try to emphasize with people, which they don't seem to understand, I took my tubes out after Trump was elected because I didn't want to bring a black child in this world to deal with the racism that I do. Wow. To have to make that decision was huge. And to think of, and it's still like, to this day hurts. Yeah, I can imagine. To know like, I'll never know what it's like to like wow. carry a child and hurt them. But then at the same time, I don't have to worry about yeah. them being called names and yeah. being treated as such. Yeah. Because for example, Valentine's Day. I'm a single woman. I went out because the local theater was showing Poetic Justice and I hadn't seen that movie in theater since it was released. Wow. And I was like, just because I'm single doesn't mean that I shouldn't go out on Valentine's Day. So I took myself out on wow. a date. Was there anything that you wanted to tell the viewers? I could talk to you all day. Okay, but but yeah. this one, so I had a great night and I walk into my car and this is a trigger a stranger called me an N-word bitch when I was walking in my car. Oh my gosh. And that also happened when I went to the St. Louis Arch just trying to have a good time. And all I could think about is if there was a family going to see the St. Louis Arch, which is something that people do all the time to go see something in America yeah. as part of like a family vacation and to experience that, how hurtful that would be for that child. Yeah, that's for it made me so grateful that I decided that I can't bring a child into this world that does that to people. Yeah, it's scary. It's 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 frightening. Yeah, I'm yeah. So sorry that you went through that. But if I want to leave anybody with anything, yeah. uh, you can follow me on the grams. Um, yes. I am going to start working more on. I taught like a workshop death cap for booty, okay. which is an emo twerk shop the it. saddest twerk you'll ever learn i love it because <laughs> it merges like yeah both my loves nice um and i just want people to vote blue because regardless of what you think yes we have to get out of what's happening right now because it's gonna get worse and i'm scared and i'm frightened yeah i'm scared and i'm frightened yeah i'm scared 
Yeah, they're... Uh, um, so four more years of this. I'm scared. So vote, guys. Make a change. Make a difference. Speak up. And if you see something, speak out about it. Just don't stay silent. Yes. Make and like... Voice. Don't be a standby. Love, you know... And it's sad that, like, as humans, we haven't evolved past the fact of hating somebody just because yeah. they're different from us. Yeah. Our minds are capable of that thought to not do that. Yeah. But we haven't evolved past the fact to not do that. Yeah. And we so, need to. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. And watch the movie Midsummer. If you haven't seen yes, Midsummer, you need to it. watch the movie Midsummer. Because I'm, I'm probably going to watch tomorrow. it again after I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you so much for your words. There's so much love for you. Thank you, love. I'm so glad we were Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>